1: Well, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us today. Of
0: course, my pleasure.
1: Now, mate, I've been a, a fan of your movies over the last few years, and I have to ask to start off with where did your love for cinema come from? Because I don't know if I know anybody else who loves cinema quite the way you do. <laughs>
0: Well, that's very kind. Uh, well, you know, I think movies have always been with me, and and it's uh, you know I remember watching them from a very very young age. I have these very early memories of of um, you know movies. In fact, like Eyes Without a Face, I, I I remember walking on my my parents watching it one night. I was probably like two years old, and I just remember those images. And then years later, when I watched the film again, and it it all came. It all came back, and I was like, wow, you know, that was the film that haunted me all these years, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think movies have always been around, and I think I was always a, this sort of young cinephile. I mean, I, at the age of 12, I was doing these quote-unquote salon events with my parents and their friends where I would essentially like curate you know, like every Sunday, like a, a movie series and, you know, watch them on VHS and I would introduce the films and we'd do a and a afterwards. And I don't know, man, it's, it's been in my blood forever. And, and, um, you know, now I just, I'm just living the dream, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember the first time you saw The Exorcist? And what was your thoughts when you, when you walked away from the film?
0: You know, it's funny because I, um, I, 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 watched The Exorcist for the first time pretty late and, there, and even though I was a massive horror movie uh, fan uh, as, as a kid and I was watching horror movies from a very young age um, that was not the case with The Exorcist and that's because my my mom had told me how traumatized she was she had been when she watched it and you know she couldn't sleep for a week and, and um, so it was one of those movies that I was uh, I kept you know uh, kicking the can down the road as it were just kept wanting to to wait um and i think i watched it i I must have been in my 20s when i watched it for the first time and um it it deeply affected me i mean i think i think my relationship with the film which hopefully comes across in leap of faith is really an emotional relationship um and it's i think it's a deeply deeply human and deeply affecting movie um i don't um I don't even think about you know the, the the special effects or to me the horror elements of The Exorcist are almost the least interesting
1: aspects yep. of it.
0: Um, you know I think what makes the movie so uh, important and the reason why it moves people so profoundly is because it's a it's a film about love, and um, and so the fact that I you know met Free, you know Bill Friedkin and 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 got. To, you know, build this relationship, and uh, over time, and 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 you know, have him open up on about the film this way is um, has been really quite special.
1: And one of the things that always stands out for me about The Exorcist is, like you said, it's a movie that traumatizes a lot of people when they watch it the first time yet it's still considered a masterpiece so many movies that do traumatize people kind of get pushed away and people don't bother with the movie but the exorcist is still considered a masterpiece why do you think that is
0: well, I think I think anytime you're talking about a movie that, whether a movie should fall within the realm of the what we call the masterpieces of cinema, I think to me the the the, the real test is is when you watch that film again and again and again. Uh, do you do you does it get better? Do you see more things every time that you watch it? And um, you know, for me, the ultimate test was actually in preparation for A *Leap of Faith*. I took *The Exorcist*. I went to um, just a beautiful location in Northern California on a vineyard, pretty close to where Hitchcock actually shot the birds in Bodega. And um, I I took The Exorcist with me. Um, I had this sort of little morning routine where I would wake up at 5.30 and, you know, go pay my respects to to Hitchcock, um, you know, drive by the Potter School, go on the beach, get my coffee, get back to the vineyard. And, and, and watch The Exorcist every morning for 30 days. Yeah. And so I'd watch, I would, yeah, I know. Right. So I, I would watch The Exorcist in the morning and then I would, and then in the afternoon I would write, I would start, you know, working on my questions, on my themes, on all the things I want to talk to, 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 Billy about. But, but every single day uh, during that period of time, you know, n- new layers kept coming. Uh, You know, coming up again and again and again, and and it's like you know every great film. Every every time I watch Vertigo, every time I watch Citizen Kane, every time I watch you know Woman in the Dunes. I mean, you you know, or Blade Runner or whatever. Every time you watch those films, uh, there's always a new sort of dimension that opens up, and I think to me that's the sign of you know this is this is just. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a masterwork of, of cinema, for sure.
1: Yeah. What were some of the themes and some of the things that you noticed this time going back and watching The Exorcist 30 times that you hadn't noticed previously?
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I started really latching on to the, the you know, the process you know his process as a filmmaker and that's what i became really interested in i obviously there's been some documentaries made about the exorcist i did I, I wanted this to be a departure from that i really wanted to focus on freaking i want you know and he offered of course he said if you want to talk to Linda Blair if you want to talk to you know Max von Sidoff at the time or or Ellen Burstyn or whoever you know just let me know and i said and i as as of course i would have loved to, to have met those people it would have been a tremendous honor I, I stayed true to what this film was going to be in my mind, which was essentially The Exorcist, according to William Friedkin. And and I really wanted it. In fact, I was really glad that, that from the one we um, agreed that we would not even talk about special effects. We would not even mention special effects. So the fact that we got to experience or, or discuss or do this sort of deep dive into The Exorcist through, uh, you know, influences, inspirations, uh, you know, classic cinema, music, and art. Uh, that's what I was really interested in in because I think at the end of the day, Leap of Faith is, of course, it is about The Exorcist, but it's really much more of a window onto William Friedkin, I think, as a, as a, as a, as a man and as a filmmaker. Um, and... Um, and uh, yeah there you, there you go that's it <laughs>
1: uh, i was really surprised about um his faith coming through in the movie as well could you tell us a little bit about that and did that did that surprise you when you learned about the as you have you've named it leap of faith did that surprise yeah. you when that came through when he was talking about it
0: yeah well i mean i think it's interesting because we really i think connect on a lot of levels you know when he talks about grace notes when he talks about the, the mysteries of, of life when he talks about about faith and fate and you know the fact that we don't know anything um i mean th- those are you know philosophically those are ideas that I, that resonate with me now that that you know would have resonated with me when i was a five-year-old kid you know because I, I mean those are things i was i was thinking about when i was very very young so i mean i think i think um i think he is you know uh, we're very much aligned, I think, in terms of uh, of uh, spirituality on that on that level, and it was it was just so lovely, you know, to, to see him open up in that way. I mean, I th- obviously, I think the most to me the most sort of important moment, uh, which obviously now is the final sequence of the film, is when he talks about you know the Kyoto Zen gardens, um, which I, I, I completely took me by surprise that, that that actually happened on day four of our of our interviews. And um, all of a sudden, he said, uh, really out of the blue, he said, did I tell you about the Kyoto Zen Gardens? And I said, no, well, you know, go ahead, you know. And um, and he launches into this extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary monologue. Uh, and, and you know, and that was a lot. I mean, it was, a, it was a complete sort of game changer for me at that moment to see him, uh, you know, open up in that way, you know, obviously tearing up, talking about this experience that he had in Kyoto decades ago. Um, and I knew I knew that that was the sort of the essence of William Friedkin. You know, that was the, the, first of all, it had to be the end of the film. I knew then that it was going to be the end of the film. But I also knew that we, ha- we would have to find a way to go to Kyoto because there's no way that you can, you know, uh, present that ending without actually going there and, and filming there. You know, we didn't have the budget to do it. But uh, we found a way, because we had to, and, and I'm, really, I'm really glad, and I have to say that going, going there, uh, following the footsteps of William Friedkin in Kyoto, uh, was, uh, was quite a life-changing experience for, for me as well, and I, I, I can't wait to go back. It's an amazing place.
1: Definitely. And I know we are running out of time, but I just wanted to ask very quickly, what was William like to, to meet and to work with? Because I haven't seen very many filmmakers who are so open to talk about a film like he was with The Exorcist here.
0: I, I mean, you know, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, talking about fate, uh, that just that happened organically. I was at the Sidious Film Festival in twenty seventeen, touring with um, 7852, my film about the shower scene, and he was getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. We were having a lunch, you know, lunch at the same restaurant on the port, and he he called me to his table and and uh, started sharing some stories about Hitchcock and invited me to have lunch with him three weeks later in Los Angeles. And I mean, essentially, he sort of, you know. Gave me that opportunity on a on on a silver platter, and and you know I'm not exactly sure how why it, it, I mean I, obviously he's a very uh, you know he works on instinct uh, so something I'm sure clicked uh, you, you know with him I wasn't planning on making this film I never plan on even asking him I'm making this film it, it just it just happened and you know as he's as he told me later which I've always find sort of amusing and a little bit scary is he said you're you're now part of the fate. Of the Exorcist, <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah right. It's like uh, holy cow. Okay, well I'll I'll take it as a compliment, I guess. Um, but no, it's it's a lovely thing to say. And and uh, you know I what what makes me happy more than anything is um, you know how moved he he has been with the film. I mean, he gave me total carte blanche. He never interfered. He never asked to see anything. And you know when it became clear that he was unfortunately uh, you know. He was quite sick at the time for our premiere at Venice, and he was planning on going there, and he wanted to experience the film in front of an audience, but didn't get the opportunity to do that because he couldn't travel. So he asked to see the film, and of course, I immediately sent him the link. But he sent me, he sent me an email that was, um, I mean, I was, I was, just, I was just, it made me cry. You know, it was just this incredible, uh, incredible words of of how much the movie, you know, moved him. And, uh, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, you know, like as a documentary filmmaker, I mean, especially if you get something like this from William Friedkin, it's like, you know, um, it's pretty overwhelming. So I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that, uh, he approves of, of the film and what I've done with it.
1: Definitely. Well, mate, you have made an absolutely fantastic film and I'm glad that it's showing at monster fest. So once again, thank you so much for chatting to us and congratulations on such a marvelous film.
0: Well, my my pleasure, and I hope you guys have a great fest, and thanks for the exposure, and uh, most importantly, stay safe and healthy.
1: Definitely, you too. Thank you so much again, and um, hopefully we get to talk again in the future. I hope so too. Okay, (laughs) thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Dave.
0: Um, Okay, Alexander, I'm admitting fear.